and I hear, you know, her whisper in my ear, tap, tap, or I'll effing kill you. Whoa. Is what she said. <laughs> Trekking heavier, traveling light. There's one thing that's right wherever I go. That's where I am. Hey everybody, welcome to This Week in Zoltan. I am Zoltan, and this is my podcast. Those are some screaming women. I don't know if you can hear that. There is a bachelorette party going over there, and there's a couple gay guys in G-strings, and those women think they're straight. But, uh, you know, let them live their fantasy. Uh, no, this is not the normal studio. Uh, we are on location in Austin, Texas at the beautiful Creek and Cave Comedy Club. Uh, I'm here this weekend. And this is their podcast studio space. But more importantly than that, I got my main man, uh, my feature this weekend, and my good friend ever since I've been doing comedy back in San Diego till now, Mr. Uh, Bob Hansen on the show this week. Rock and roll, daddy. Yeah, I knew that was man. coming. You knew it was coming. You got to say the stuff and do the thing, my man. This is so awesome. We're here at the Creek in the Cave in Austin, 611 East 7th Avenue. There's a hoedown. We came in. There was a hoedown. I tried the Wagyu sliders. There was a hoedown with with the the women. They were dancing. We came in. They were rocking to Shania Twain's "Man, I Feel Like a Woman," and yes. I, I hung out for a minute. And I could go for one myself. So yeah. <laughs> so when we came in, uh, they were doing like the male. I didn't know they were strippers. I just thought they were regular guys with abs because they're wearing jeans and a vest. And they were leading a, a a square dance with all the women. Correct. And then. He comes to tell me, like, no, 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 they were full-on stripping an hour ago for these women. And that reminds me of the advice you gave, where it's like the movie Jaws, where they blow up the shark in the first ten minutes, and then yeah. what do you do for two hours? You're just trying to facilitate a... Uh, so, uh, coitus with a flaccid how do you do yeah. like, <laughs> like what are you, you put the cart in front of the horse like I tried to clean up your statement as much did. as I could and you, did, you did great imagine if Richard Dreyfus and the other people in Jaws I forget and the mayor were just talking about the blowing up a shark for two hours for two hours and that was that yeah I didn't realize those men had their genitals exposed earlier oh they and, uh, were apparently they went full pickle over there really? uh, my, my man Mark is saying they might have gone full pickle over there and they went from that to man I feel like a woman yes huh you know what the, I just realized we walked in on we just walked in on a corporate gig for strippers because, like, you know, strippers are kind of like comedians. You get your regular weekend slots. You yeah. know, if you're still newer, you're probably working Tuesday. But once you're more seasoned, you're a Friday, Saturday night guy like you and I yeah. in the comedy world, of course. <laughs> but they're over here at 5 p.m. doing a bachelorette party. I'm assuming it's a bachelorette party. And uh, and this is their corporate gig. This is like us doing a Christmas party going on after the ugly sweater contest. This is that if you're in a G-string with abs and you got rent to pay. I wonder what conversation like the, the male strippers have when they tell they tell their old road war stories. Like, do they drive up and down the highways and byways and cracks and crevices of Americana Daddy? And do they tell their stories? About, a, I remember the time at 611 East 7th Street, Creek in a Cave, try the fish and chips. <laughs> try that. <laughs> remember that time they were rocking out to Man, I Feel Like a Woman, and those, and then those two idiot comedians came in, <laughs> and they made fun of us on a podcast? <laughs> yes. Well, listen, I, I just pieced this together. I'm sure it's been said before, but this is the reaction that women give to male strippers complete opposite of the reaction men give to female strippers. 
Yeah. It's if you ever been to it's it's men are just <laughs> women are woo! Yeah. Amazing. We, men keep it all on the inside. Yeah. And we just oh. not blink stare we like hunters and gatherers us. looking at looking it's it's what a weird, you know, inverse. And it also shows that that women are uh, maybe less sexually predatorially minded in the sense that the entire show wasn't the male stripping. They're like, well, can we sing and dance now? Sure, and then yeah. they went from that to the male. I don't yeah. know. I don't a know. A great poet once said, the best thing about being a woman is the prerogative to have a little fun. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of who it was. <laughs> was it uh, Mark Twain? It might have been Mark Twain. It yeah, might have been Mark he's Twain. He's the guy who sang You're Still the One. You're Still the he One. He was a great Canadian. Yeah. Uh, but one thing I notice about, it seems to be there's friends of oh, there's all ages of the females, uh, you know, hooting and hollering and yeah. everything else. Whereas with, with men at a strip club, you're either 18 or you're 50. Yes. And 18, maybe you're with buddies. 50, you are alone. You are alone and you think, you think you're welcome there, but you're really not. Yeah. Please leave your wallet and go back outside, you creepy no, old man. You, you are, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You do not. Uh... We are the complete opposite, you and I, Bob, of everything yeah. that is Austin. And I, I realized that a couple hours ago when we had to go to Target. Yeah. And out of everything we've seen, whether it's been barbecue or the wild nightlife on Sixth yeah. Street or whatever, the shows that we've done, the thing that burst our eyes open with excitement the most as we were at Target and we yeah. went to the action figure aisle Yes, and we looked at pro wrestling action figures of 80s wrestlers yeah. and we were as excited as those women going ah! right, we were over right. there going whoa is that a 92 Jake Roberts you know and what's great is that in a weird way it, um both those women and us in the same two hour time span were completely fascinated by men in spandex yes but we were creepily staring, going, wow, uh, they we got his outfit, outfit perfectly right. We were in a place where children were supposed to be. Yeah. <laughs> you know what else we did? I don't know if you yeah. noticed this. There was no. a chubby kid in front of us with his mother admiring the wrestling action figures first. Yeah. And you and I kind of pushed them out did by we? creepily standing behind them. And we were like, can you hurry up? This isn't even for your era. This isn't yeah. even for your generation. Well, Get out of here. That's what's bananas. Is you go to the toy aisle for children in 2023. It's G.I. Joe, Transformers, He-Man, Star Wars, Super Mario, Ninja yes. Turtles. There's nothing new. No, no, It's no, no, everything no. from our era. It's over. There is nothing from, I think the newest thing they had there, uh, I'm trying to remember. Actually, no, it was all from the 80s. Was there wasn't even anything from the 90s there. No. No. Well, the 90s weren't as much fun. The, the 90s, I think, had Hercules and Xena. Those were the two big shows. Okay. I remember I had a Hercules action figure, right? And uh, and Xena was hot, but yeah, everyone wanted to have sexual relations with her in a nude with their genitals. Yeah, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Is that, I'm not wrong. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're not wrong. That's how it's done. My, I, I was sorry. I was frustrated at Target. You could see me getting frustrated because it was so hard to urinate and my penis like a man at Target. Yeah, that's like, all he wanted, that's to, all do. wanted he to do. He wanted to. He wanted to urinate out of his penis like a man, like a real man. Yeah. I don't buy this woke AF twenty twenty three nonsense. I, I do it have a penis like a man, and uh, and it was so impossible to do. I we had to go to two different targets. The first one there was a code, and there was a family in front of me, and there was probably like a waiting list, and maybe like a two factor <laughs> authentication thing I got to do on my my my, my electronic telegraphs and, and all this stuff. 
on my mobile device. And nevertheless, like the, the second one, it was just I had to go out of the mall. It was part of a mall that wasn't a mall, and it was a whole issue. <laughs> And the code is 431, the one on Guadalupe Street. The one so can, Gu- or Guadalupe Street, if it's a racist yeah, phone. The racist Google Maps said it was Guadalupe Street, but, yeah. um, you know, get cultured. I feel like they're purposely being louder. Does that feel yeah. that way? They're like, I think they're doing a podcast in there. Is this bleeding through on the audio? A tiny bit? Okay, good. It's not that Thank bad. God. It's only okay. for us to block out. Okay, good. I love it. They I, were uh, rocking out to the pop country song, uh, Save a Horse, Ride a Cowboy. I'm not kidding. <laughs> Save a that was, Horse. That was playing during our uh, the last conversation. I don't so, know if it's the lack of... I'm, I'm hungover from meat right now. Yeah. I've had so much meat since Tuesday. You're drunk on carcass. I am hungover on protein, and I could use a little greenery, but... Yeah. My tolerance for anything right now is so low that I want a tidal wave, an earthquake, maybe a fire, but we lock the doors. I'll, I'll sacrifice myself as long as it's guaranteed that everyone in here dies. I think we'll Mainly be safe everything the, going on over there. We'll be safe from the fire behind that wooden door over there. <laughs> with the steel knob that will just fry our fingers off. Can you imagine the news story? There was a giant fire at the creek in the cave, a yeah. bachelorette party, and two dorks talking yeah, on yes. microphones and just, were the victims. And two idiots are like, okay, so you're Brad Pitt. That don't impress me much. <laughs> is that all the Shania's? That's four, right? We're good. I think that's what it is. Yeah. yeah. I think the songs that probably do best at Bachelor Party, Shania Twain and yeah. anything from Pink. Pink's good. Yeah. 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 So much like lately. they haven't come out with new toys since the 80s, I don't think they've come out with enough women empowerment songs to sing at a bachelorette party since like the late 90s early 2000s that's why j-lo and shakira look the same ah because they're not allowed to age at this point they're not we got to keep them around hollywood is giving them anti-aging drugs against their own will probably yes to confirm this just to keep them uh shaking butts at super bowls shaking butts at super that's what you do buttocks buttocks Go ahead. You want to tell it, so please. I have to tell this. Do story. this now. And I want to have some water to stay hydrated and prevent fatigue and headaches. Right. <laughs> You're the best. We're uh, so Bob just mutters to himself all the time. I love it, and he does. He does this thing on stage that a lot of people think is a character. It's not a character. This is who the man is, uh, 24-7, 365, Daddy. And uh, uh, so we're just driving. Sometimes he'll mutter 9-11. And uh, we're driving and, and someone, there's like a girl who walked by in uh, yoga pants or something. And we're all in conversation. Mark's in the back seat. We're talking about something else, clearly. And Cameras. then out of nowhere, I just I just hear Bob go, buttocks. <laughs> I did. And then it was, it was, you were acknowledging something that was in the corner of the of our eyes. And you're all like, right. buttocks. And then you, you told me later, you're like, I forgot there were people there. Yeah. And I normally say that out loud, but by myself. Right, right. And yeah. I'll just walk through Target. Uh, usually my own targets, the good ones out in San Diego. Yeah, the good target. Where, where there, there's big and there's restrooms you urinate out of. And, 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 <laughs> and uh, I'll see the buttocks uh, and uh, I'll just mutter to myself, buttocks. <laughs> buttocks. Because it's fairly clean language. I mean, there's a level of creepiness, but at the same time. I think it's but, creepier than if you just went ass. Yeah. That, uh, <laughs> you know, like, uh, you know, when Al Pacino lost his mind. 
Yes. It was, I like to think that the movie Heat with him, with Pacino and De Niro was filmed, like all the scenes were filmed in order that they happened. Because <laughs> in the middle of the movie, Al Pacino loses his mind for the next 32 years. That's so funny. And it's in the middle, he's a serious detective, grizzled cop guy, and then yeah. he's grilling uh, the ha Hank Azarian Simpsons guy in Vegas for one reason or another. And uh, he's explaining Val Kilmer's uh, marriage to Char Charlize Theron. I don't know what he's, you know, you know whatever. Yeah. Some, some hot blonde lady. And he goes, and you know what so-and-so sees, you know, and you know why he's married to her? And the, and the Simpsons guy, oh, I don't know, I'm scared, I'm a wiener or whatever. And, and Pacino goes, because she's got a great ass. <laughs> and he's crazy for the next 30 years. <laughs> yeah. You think that was when that last... Like yeah. with the synapse in his brain snapped. That was the end. And of, then yeah. led him to like go down that like I'm just a lunatic now. And that's it. And he'll that hold it together it. for half a Yeah, and that, and that's what that's kind of what, what's happened to me because the yogi because I go to Target a lot to look at to look at the new He-Man figures. <laughs> to look and, at the new He-Man figures. <laughs> <laughs> and and the yoga pants are getting tighter and the sports bras are skimpier and sometimes the the, the ladies they wear the these like sexy nursing outfits because they work at the hospital. They're on lunch break. <laughs> just the scrubs. I think they're just nurses. Yeah, yeah I think they're just nurses on lunch break. It's more and more like a gentleman's established all the time. No, it's not. It is. I feel like I should give a guy twenty bucks before I go through the sliding doors. <laughs> and a suit. It's a two drink minimum. You just, just open a case of Red Bulls. That's right. And you just put it in his jacket for him. You go, thanks, Paul. His name's Paulie. Oh, that's that. so funny. Yeah. I guess that would be the ultimate gentleman's establishment. If it had a toy section of it 80s did. action figures and new yeah. He-Man figures that come in. Right. That would yeah. be my ultimate gentleman's establishment. <laughs> it's like, sir, can I get you a cigar or a He-Man? And the aisles are just labeled and one of the aisles just says buttocks. buttocks. <laughs> and an arrow so I know where to go. <laughs> I had another one too, not to get too... I think there's another one. I think we were driving by somebody and I just go, the bosoms are ample. <laughs> the bosoms are ample. Bob. Yeah, yeah, well, this is the... I, I don't know if... I yeah. think... I was about to say, I don't know if this has been the best introduction of Bob on the podcast no, or if it was the best introduction. <laughs> like, it it was good to go backwards to get to where we are. I like how you explain you're in a state of mind because of your meat hangover that where everything annoys you. But now I'll talk to Bob for an hour. Because <laughs> that'll cure all. More cured than your salted meats. <laughs> I think I'm actually getting gout. I noticed yeah, that are. after we had barbecue, I got out of the car, walked back to, as I was walking back to the apartment, I felt like my big toe. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, oh, the gout's coming in. You're getting a gout. Yeah, I, I had uh, developed some bad gout. I have one of my my bones. Gout goes good with the fancy red boots that I'm not wearing where they they squish my foot. Yes. It's gout. Yeah, it'll get you. You got to have, uh, you got to have, uh, eat inflammatory things. Like you got to get rid of some of your gluten and your uh, turmeric, you have Tumor, your, yeah, turmeric pills. Yeah, I take those sometimes. You take the turmeric pills. Yeah, I, I own a cane. You own a cane. I, I needed a cane for a while. Would yeah. you hurt? Uh, the right one is really bad. The left one's a little bit. But the your right, toes. Yeah, is my is the big is the big. It's always almost always the big toe. So it's like all jutted. So your yeah. your gout got so bad you got a cane. Oh, immediately, I needed one. Wow. I needed a cane. So I was working a twelve hour shift at um. Some big tech company, like a 12-hour night shift, 7 p.m. to a.m., and it was a temp job, and I had to come back with a cane after a few days. What were you doing at that temp job? I was testing microchips. Whoa. And uh, With a cane? Yeah, I stopped going. I had to walk back and forth to his warehouse, but I stopped going. It was a whole thing. It was a fight. I'm trying not to name him, but yeah, it was, it was a no, whole thing. No, we won't name thing, him, but, but uh, I, yeah. I just pictured you, Bob, 
yeah. with a cane shuffling around testing microchips. Well, and I'm like, how... that's like the start of a superhero movie. You're, <laughs> you're like, you're the evil genius. <laughs> so, you're the evil so genius that's starting the new X-Men or something. You're like, ah. Basically, yeah. I'm like, you know what? I've had enough time to think about it. I'm mad at my, my cane. I'm mad at my gout. I'm mad at my microchips. <laughs> and I'm just going to, I'm just going to have to, somehow I blame Batman. Yes. <laughs> I want to get, I know his identity. I don't even care. Like, it's one of those villains. Like the top villains know who he is, but don't even say anything. Right. I I, I love that. So that was a, that was a temp job. Uh, but you're not working right now. No. You're, you're living no, on the you land. You're living spirit. off the fat of the land. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not. Uh, I meant that as a compliment. Yeah, I know. Really? Jesus. Uh, now I got laid off from a, a, a temp. I got one of those fake firings where they, it's, they, it's a layoff. They don't say it's a layoff. So they just say, oh, we up the, we up the numbers and you're, we trumped up your quotas and this, that, and the other thing. And you didn't meet the crazy number we made up. So now we have to get rid of you. But then you find out they did to like 100 people. Right. So, uh, so, so that was fun. And I just said, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. I'm just going to pet dogs. And I have two dogs. <laughs> and I just, I just pet them. I wonder if that was every homeless man with the dogs thing that happened. They got laid yeah. off. And they're like, you know what? I'm just gonna pet dogs, and then they yeah. they went out on the street. I don't even know. Not I that you're them. gonna end up on the street, but I just I, oh, yeah. that was the first. Well, thought we take that I went four to. walks a day, so we're temporarily on the street. Yeah, <laughs> but we go right back, so it's not as. It's <laughs> How many homeless people with dogs are actually just taking them for a walk, and I, they just yeah. don't buy new clothes because they're not into fashion? They just, well, when you have dogs, you just except that you have old rugs and old clothes and furriness and stuff. So I'm wondering, maybe they're just good dog owners. Yeah, maybe they not, are just amazing not dog owners. unhoused uh, humans or whatever the, 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 the saying is. They're unhoused. unhoused. Yeah, uh, Un Yeah. Um, binary canary something. <laughs> binary I don't know what canary. it is. Whatever uh, it is. They're allergic to dwellings. They're allergic. There you go. Yeah. There you go. I, um, Anti-dwellers. I, I, I was for a while working on this joke. It kind of worked, but I was talking about the homeless situation, and I was like, I, based on the news, I don't know what we're doing for homeless people other than counting them. That seems, right. yeah, that yeah, but that seems to be all we do is like every few months there's like the new homeless <laughs> census, and like, now there's 4,000 of them. I'm like, who's asking for this head count? <laughs> who's like, who, who's in charge of helping the homeless? And they're going, well, first we've got to count them. And then we'll recount them. And then we'll count them a third time. And then maybe we can help them. Not more showed up. Count them again. And it, I just imagine like someone sitting on the street and then someone with a clipboard and a vest coming up and they're thinking, oh, maybe this guy will help. And then he gets closer and he's 27, 28, yeah. 29. Yeah. Like yeah. he's just he's just counting. You're like, oh, are you here to help? No, no, no. Head, shut up. You don't make me lose count. 48, 49, 50. Are we counting the dog or are we not counting the dog? What who are we got doing? who who got uh what new guy got sacked with a uh, homeless duck duck goose? <laughs> that has to be rough. Like if you if you if your job is helping the homeless. Like, and you really want to hit your quotas because you see what can become all day, every day. Yeah. If you don't have this job, you're like, oh man, I'm going to be next to this guy I'm counting. There you go. You know? Well, that's why I've been applying to jobs to, to take it back. Uh, <laughs> I've been applying to jobs or, or looking at entry level funeral jobs. Entry level. <laughs> so that's, yeah. So I figure, well, what, what else is economy proof, right? Why is every job you pick kind of the backstory for a villain? It's, uh, that's an <laughs> it's, it's microchips. Yeah. It's, uh, microchips I want to work with, with the bodies. 
like oh my god i um i've had a lot of wacky jobs um i was once a door guy um at a for three days i was a door guy at a strip club in san diego i was the daytime stripper door guy oh i didn't know you had that job for only for three days at uh it's either pacers or it might have been larry flint's hustler club at the time okay this is an 07 so i don't think it matters that i named but anyway i mean i was the one who quit so but it was the most depressing thing i worked there from 10 a.m to like 6 p.m I said, and who I just, comes in at 10 a.m. to 6 p.m.? Oh, oh, it's <laughs> not a lot, but they leave an impression. <laughs> they leave an impression. Like, you've ever walked a stripper to her car at 3 p.m. thinking this is weird, and then you realize, oh, they totally need a, a walk to the car at 3 p.m.? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, it was bananas, but it was depressing. It was just like, it was the same dudes for all three days. You know, you recognize yeah. them fast, but, um, but I would stand outside with an awning over my head answering the phones, and basically my job, 90% of my job was answering the phone, and whoever they asked for, I I hate to use Candy's the stereotypical name, but at right. least one of them is always named Candy. They have to have a Candy by law. And I, I would answer the phone and say, no, she's not here. And don't even look up if she's there or not. It doesn't matter. If yeah, she's, yeah there. she's not whoever here. Whoever they asked for is what's her name? Cinnamon there or whatever. <laughs> you know, that's, uh, but our buddy Jesse has a great joke about Cinnamon. But, uh, <laughs> but no, they say, is so-and-so there? And you just go, no. And that was my job. She ain't here. No, I don't know when she's working next. Sorry. Goodbye. <laughs> And I would have loved if you kept that job, and as you're checking IDs, you just go, buttocks. <laughs> Ample buttocks. Well, it was so, it's so dark in there, so whenever I had to walk in for whatever reason, I didn't see anything because you go from the super crazy bright right. light into the dark and everything. Would, I would just see purple spots. <laughs> and I was so glad I never had to run in and break up a fight. Yeah. Because they even told me, be careful when you run in if you get called in an emergency because you're just going to see purple spots. Yeah. So you don't know what you're swinging at or who's swinging at you. <laughs> but anyway, Candy's not here. And I had to quit to a guy named Sharky. Sharky. <laughs> or wait, it was just Shark. My bad. Sharky's a fake guy I made up that works at a radio station, but that's not important. His name's The Shark? Just Shark. Just Shark. Name. Regular yeah. Shark. And I don't, I hope there's not a, you know, it's okay that I name him because I don't think that's his Christian name. No. But... But anyway, I had to tell a guy named Shark that I quit, and that was very nerve-wracking. By the way, someone called for candy. Yeah. If, can you tell Cinnamon that someone yes. called for candy? Sorry, Shark. <laughs> yeah, I have to so, tender my resignation. Like, why is Bob the guy with the most normal name here? <laughs> Everyone else has a wacky I love, name. I love that you weren't professional enough to at least give him a two-weeks notice. No, I was... You can just bummed. walk off at one of those jobs. You don't have to you be can. all professional. I, I just yeah. felt this was, it was just freaking me out. I didn't, I didn't really like it. And... and um. That was the end of my my, my gentleman's club career. Yeah, well, you know, I, I you're not the only one. But Jimmy Oyang used to work yeah. at a, but he wasn't a bouncer. He was a DJ. I think he talked about it once on Conan. But he was doing spots in San Diego when he was around, and he talked about. It. He's like, "Yeah, I'm a strip club DJ," and I'm like, "What's that like?" Wow. He's like, "It's kind of weird. It's not. Yeah. I thought it would be like stand up, but it wasn't really like stand up." Yeah. I'm like, "Yeah, I don't see why that would be like stand up yeah. at all. They just want you to shut up." Yeah, no and introduce hear, yeah. the next person and keep it down. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you could always, you know, get a job working the PA at Target. Yes. <laughs> it's kind of the same thing. We need help in the deodorant aisle. That's <laughs> actually the worst part is now everyone's stealing. So they had mean looking security guards yeah. at the Target with funky glasses. Yeah. Yeah. The guy with the, it, it didn't look, he didn't look intimidating. No. He but he these, still looked like he could throw you, but he, he had, had stupid. He had these look. wacky 1990 Macho King Randy Savage. Like, that was a deep cut. Um, yeah. Uh, shades going on. And yeah, I did. I'm not afraid of this, man. No. <laughs> I'd be afraid of him without it. But um. But not with it. You're, you're, no. You clearly have a sense of humor. Well, I'm at the age now where I'm like, 
like cops and security guys are younger than me now. Yeah. And I'm just, this is like a newer thing. So like they're younger than me, so they are in better shape and yada, yada, but they also look like stupid kids. <laughs> like I'm not really, I might trust them like, okay, maybe the bigger ones. Okay. They can take me. But at the same time, like, I don't, I don't trust you to make a great emergency split decision. Right. Like anytime I saw, like when I was living in New York City, this is so. This is a lot of the 2000 teens to to get with the the style. Like I saw so many guys trying to look authoritative with fauxhawks. Uh, yeah, not, yeah, I it's trust, tough. I don't think you're in charge of my life. It's tough. I uh, our Justin Decker. Well, he doesn't do comedy anymore, but he was my roommate in L.A. Yeah. He had a great joke about fauxhawks. It's like the fauxhawk really tells you. It's like, hey, during the day, yeah, I sell insurance, but. After <laughs> after 5 p.m., I'm at a Dave and & Buster's, and I'm getting a Michelob Ultra, and things are getting pretty wild. That's what a faux hawk says. I'm, I butchered that joke, but that was the yeah. gist of it. That is. Yeah. It is. It's, um, well, we flip-flopped. I was a New Yorker for a while, and now we, I have moved back to San Diego, and you are a New Yorker. Yes. Yeah, we changed places. We, so that it was- uh, passed this, the baton. Yeah, we passed. Yeah, we high-fived at the airport. That's right. And then we passed each other, and then I went over there, and you went over there. And who knows? With glo- global warming, we might both end up in Denver depending on where yeah emma's been looking up where global warming might affect the country the least and so she's been asking me she's like where do you want to live you want to live in it's detroit not just the middle like why would it it's kind of the middle middle but not up. Be the, okay yeah, so like sense. like denver is supposed to be kind of safer oh yeah salt lake yeah. city uh detroit Supposed to be a good place to live. Oh, I don't Detroit's know. It's lovely this time of year. Th- this time of year, yeah. I have no idea either. I just Detroit know that the Pontiac Silverdome, yeah, <laughs> uh, ninety-three thousand people, Daddy. Yeah, uh, with the body slam, Andre. We're all here. We're talking wrestling. You and I. I guess this yeah. is. You might as well. Yeah. We we gotta tell a former professional wrestler, and uh, yeah, yeah. failed. Fa- what does that mean? Just I, I didn't. It didn't work out. What well, is the thing that about ma- wrestling versus comedy is when you like no one quits comedy because you're you could be 80 and talking to a microphone wrestling right. will quit for you and that's maybe <laughs> the best thing because you're, one day your body will just tell you no 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 you're actually done yeah <laughs> unless you want to be paralyzed or, or whatever the hell you are you are done that's a nice thing the comedy doesn't have that right it's not like after 15 20 years like your voice goes yeah and goes nope it's because pro wrestling doesn't have an open mic yeah. There's no open ring where you can yeah. just show up with your tights and sign your name and there's a bunch of guys in the back going, all right, now's my time. And they just, that would be funny if they did an open mic, open ring, oh God, battle royal, and you just keep calling them in and then who last in. man standing, you know? Oh my God, how out of shape would everybody be? Oh. Yeah, no, wrestling was, I was say wrestling and comedy, if it made money in the 80s, I'm chasing that in the 2000s. <laughs> I'm a decision maker. <laughs> That's a good call. But yeah, when you and I met, because uh, I, I, what year did you start comedy? Oh six. Oh oh, same year as me. I was me. there for your first set. You ran into me. Yes. You you were you had a bald shaved head. I'm not kidding. Yeah. And uh, and you you ran straight in, and I was a bigger, beefier guy. In yeah, the time. I was clanging and banging. I was I was hitting the weights. I was getting ripped and jacked and uh, you know stacked and all that stuff, Daddy. And uh, <laughs> and you ran straight into my back, and it was so I wasn't mad. It was hilarious. And because uh, you were you were so hyped to go get to the stage when they called your name and everything yes. else, and you, you crashed. It was at a it was at a warehouse in Sereno Valley in San Diego. Comedy Co-op. Do you remember yeah, the yeah. address? No, oh, yeah. no, I don't. Um, unfortunately, there's but a sweet number it was, in it. It, so. it was one of those sweet, totally legal BYOB deals for yeah. uh, college kids. LOL. 
and uh, no trouble ever happened there whatsoever. No, there's no knife fights. No. No one ever had to be ejected forcibly. No. Uh, yeah, but that's where I met you, and my eyes lit up when you told me that you are a big wrestling fan, and yeah. you used to be a wrestler. You're chained by yeah. Off of the Wild Samoan. That's, that's the correct. guy related to The Rock. Yeah. And a bunch of other wrestlers, but The Rock being, of course, it's the most the famous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and um, uh, and then you and I, a couple of years later, ended up having a wrestling match. Yes, because we found I've I think it was you or me. One of us found an indie promotion. Oh no, you called me. Oh, I called I you. Was, I was at I was at uh, one of the two girlfriends I've had. Uh, I was at her apartment, <laughs> and I was just lamenting too because I I would have been twenty eight years old. Yeah. Um. And, you know, like, oh, my hips are already this, my neck is this, yada, yada, yada. And I remember you called and said, um, hey, I found this wrestling organization. What do you think about you and I? You know, we trained for a few months with their school or whatever, and we do a wrestling match. Yeah. And I remember thinking real quick into my wrestling politician days, and I go, I didn't want to do it because I wasn't, uh, you know, I, I just didn't think I was healthy enough to do it. Yeah. And that didn't end well. And <laughs> so I had said, I had gave you the choice. I said, tell them. I'll do it if I can train you and be the only one who trains you with their ring. Okay. And in my head, they're like, they're not going to go for it. Really? And they went for it. I had no idea that was, that, that was, was what, oh, wow. I wasn't feeling well. You set yourself up with an out and they called yeah. your bluff. Yes. Ah. And that's when I said to the then lady friend, I said, that didn't work. <laughs> I think I'm a pro wrestler again. I'm so and, sorry. And, and that's right. It was hilarious. You my could plan, have said no. <laughs> no, nah, well, I can't, though, because you dangle the carrot. And right. Even if I want to say no, I can't say no, because right. you're dangling. I, I just can't. Yeah, it. you want to get in the ring. I, have, I always got one more. Yeah. One more, brother. So uh, I remember, th I think the plan was I was going to wrestle one more match and I was going to be done because I was retired five years at that point. Yeah. And you were going to keep wrestling. And you wrestled one match and I kept wrestling. And then I quit. Yeah, you yeah. Quit. I went one. to one group session after our match and okay. I was still so sore yeah. that we were like working with these guys and I'm like, this sucks. Yeah. And I was like, I'll just stick to comedy. Have fun, Bob. And their, and their group wasn't a tenth as brutal as Office. No, I'm sure. Because that was a I'm bump sure. school. That was yeah. just a hard ring in Pennsylvania, no heat, no air conditioning, warped boards, warped metal, and just bump, bump, bump and just fall and fall and get hurt and hurt all the time. So, and and so, that the ring we worked out in, I mean, I can't compare because I've only been in two rings. The one we worked out in and the one we had our match in. Yeah. And those were different. But the ring we worked out fine. in was in a backyard in a bad neighborhood. Oof. And I remember running the ropes and the boards would lift up in the middle. Right. When you were at one end, they would lift up. And I'm like, that's probably not good. And you're no. like, yeah, don't land there. And I'm yeah. like, oh, we're in the middle. Yeah, don't land the, there. Yeah, the, the place we're supposed to land. <laughs> not the hardest part of the ring. That's, the, yeah, that's the apron. It's, it's not the, but, most, the most dangerous. But I wrestled for three years with, uh, with uh, the Thrash family. And I, yeah. for, for six months in 2010, I was the Southern San Diego County Pro Wrestling Heavyweight Champion. Of the world. Of the world. And that is a huge responsibility. Yes. No, it's not. They, they gave you a fake. giant belt. You had to keep they it did, in your I, apartment. That was actually pretty awesome. I won't lie to you. Yeah. I was also a tag team champion during 9-11. I, I want to make that point clear. During the actual 9-11. Yeah, because I, I had it from August through October of 2001. Wow. In, in the Samoan group. So, what was the what was the tag team called that you were in? Okay, oh, God, that's right. Uh, one of the older wrestlers gave us the homophobic uh, gimmick of being two guys. Because this is wrestling, and this is Pennsylvania, early 2000s. So, so it's, day yeah. is bad in that world. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> I got to keep being Bob, but the other guy, Nikki, had to be Neil. 
<laughs> so Bob and Bob is the Neil LOL pun, yeah, like f- filleting men and stuff. <laughs> and uh, that was the joke they made. Hilarious. <laughs> and also, yeah. Did you not know this? Did I tell you this? Yeah. Just, took you a second. You've told me it before, and I just got it. Just it. Kept, it's a stupid name. Just for 17 years, this finally Neil just kept going over your head. Yeah. Such right, a right. Bad. You get it. So, I get it. That's so dumb. I get why they were so excited about it. I was half a Neil and Bob. I think it took me a minute as well. And, <laughs> but I got to keep being Bob, so it didn't hurt me as much. Right. But nevertheless, we would do it, and um, that would be that. Like, let's say I take him. I take a bump, and then I go over, and my, my buddy's on the apron, and I crawl on my knees, and I hug him like around the waist and yeah. cry, like, and it creates innuendo. Hilarious. <laughs> so um yeah that's great for the nine-year-olds in a roller skating rink in Tamako, yeah. pennsylvania like, yeah, let's teach the, these children about the homophobia let's right. teach these people to boo gay people yes <laughs> these kids basically yeah and that's uh, a horrible oh pro yeah, did great we got you know got a great response uh it was easy but uh what was my original point anyway we were the tag team champions during 9-11 that's when i found out the responsibility that a tag team champion in pro wrestling has to his community what's that because i didn't realize that in times of tragedy and turmoil when you're shocked and you're upset and you don't know what to do and your world's crumbling the community is going to look to its nearest pro wrestling tag team champion (laughs) (laughs) and it's not like i stepped forward but like everyone else stepped back and there i was and it's just my turn to lead so I was relieved when we lost the things to the twin tackles a month later. The twin tackles, yeah. Gene Snitsky. Gene, he was one of them. Yes. Wow. Yeah, he dumped me on my head pretty good. He yeah, Gene me. Snitsky is a guy who ended up wrestling in the WWE. Yes. Best known for uh, punting a baby into the not a real. It was a doll, but it was supposed to be a real baby. Yeah. Punted a baby into like the fifth row. Right. Uh, and his what was his catchphrase? I it was my fault. It's not my. It wasn't my fault. Yeah, yeah. But this guy, everything he did to me was his fault. Yeah, (laughs) hundred percent his fault. He legit dropped you on the top of your head. He would land me high on. It wasn't so much the high. A lot of guys would carelessly dump me on your head. He would be the guy who. He wouldn't let you take your. Oh, she's. Who cares? Whatever. He's not gonna find me. Yeah. We got along great, by the way. But I'm just saying, he was a fun guy. But. He he was he was him and his buddy his partner Rob they were they were trained to not really let you take your bump oh like so you see like a big choke slam someone takes you know the Undertaker big show ride you down yeah and let you just kind of free fall and guide you but you get you understand what's supposed to be yeah but they would force you down oh spike you and they're both six 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 seven and put their arms in the air I'm nine feet in the air wow and I'm 185 pounds at the time not that it really mattered so they would just twist you and you would just. When they pinned me for that, the wind was knocked out of me so bad. I was so happy that was the finish because I wasn't kicking out. <laughs> so I was like, oh, good, because I'm glad that was the three because guess what? I'm going to be here a minute. <laughs> and that's, that's going to be that. So they dropped you on your head multiple times. Not yeah. It wasn't like one big you know incident. What? I should actually take that back. I don't think they dropped me on my head. I think they kicked me in the head <laughs> and dropped me so far, so hard on my back all the time. Rob headbutted me in the groin legit really hard on a power bomb. But other guys did drop me on my head a lot. But but I just to be clear, I don't think the twi- I don't think the twin tackles dropped me on my head. Okay, so for the record, I apologize. But I do like that we have finally figured out the origin of Bob is through numerous head injuries. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the origin. Well, that's just coming to me now. Yeah. I'm glad I put the pieces together for you because yeah. I wasn't going to get there. I remember one of my favorite stories. You said uh, you're you're wrestling in the in the Pennsylvania area, the yeah. Northeast. And uh, they wanted a Mexican wrestler, a luchador, 
but they didn't have any Mexican wrestlers in the area. So Alpha put you in a mask and called you. Not quite. No? Uh, I was Guy in a mask. Guy in a mask. But it wasn't a luchador mask. Oh, it was just a regular mask. It was like Robin, like Burt Ward, Robin or Zorro. Just a black. Oh, uh, just a black. Yeah, yeah. So you look like the a male gag, stripper. The, at one point, I think I was supposed to put on a luchador mask. That was the goal, and we, we threw it away. Um, because we need, I don't know, because, you know, because Rey Mysterio was... Was really popular and, yeah, at the yeah. time, yeah. And I would be like El Roberto Loco or something like that. That was my favorite. His name was going to be and El thankfully, Roberto it happen, Loco. It didn't happen, which is probably for the better. And by the way, we didn't think these things were like racist and stupid at the time. We were just idiots in Northeast Pennsylvania. Of and course. just unaware of the rest of the world because we thought the world... And a lot of this wasn't your call. Yeah. Like, I, I think that's another misconception of like comedians. We have so much freedom to say what we want to say on stage and do what we want to do. But in pro wrestling, it's it's not really your call. You're working for somebody. And someone's like, we need a luchador. You're going to be a luchador. We're going to put you yeah. in a mask. And and it's not like you can go, uh, Alpha, not not so much for me. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. He wasn't making all those decisions, too. There was a lot of other people, but that's sure. just the name people know. Uh, but yeah, I was Guy in a mask. I was Bob. I was Crazy Bob. That's where El Roberto Loco would have come in. <laughs> I think they were supposed to know. I think that's the gag now that I think about it. People were supposed to know. And Neil and Bob, etc. A lot of Bob versions. <laughs> yeah, I used to kick it over Neil and Bob. It's so stupid. Yep. I love it. We did it. But we, uh, you and I had our match. Yeah. Uh, we we trained in a backyard for like three months. Yes. And then we went and had our match. And the ma it's still available on YouTube if you want to watch it. it. Zoltan yeah. versus Bob. It's the only thing that comes up. Yeah. And uh, that was the night we wrestled was actually my first hangover. Yeah. My first, I'd never been hung over before. I had drank before, but I'd never been hung over. And the night before, I went out with Dane, and we were drinking in Encinitas at the office. And I made friends with a guy at the urinal, which is yeah. not something that usually happens. Yeah, that's where I, I urinate my penis there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, he uh, he found out my name was Zoltan, I guess because we were talking. And he was like, that is so cool. I'm buying you shots. So then he bought us a bunch of shots of Jack Daniels. And I just remember I had... Uh, we had Jack in the Box afterwards. I threw oh, up God. all over Dane's bathroom. Yeah. Woke up the next day wicked hungover. Yeah. And it wouldn't go away. And I showed up to the YMCA downtown San Diego to wrestle Bob for my first <laughs> ever match. I got my mom coming down, all my That's friends right. coming down. Yeah. I'm wicked hungover. I forgot my knee pads. I just remember sure. you were... This is what I, this is what I remember. I remember right before we went out for the match, you're doing like hack. We're backstage, like behind the curtain. Oh yeah, and you're doing hack squats and push ups. Yeah. You're getting pumped up, and then you're quizzing me. You're like, yeah. "What do we do in this part of the match?" And, but while you're like doing push ups and getting ready, I'm slumped over a water fountain, just trying to get as much water into my face because it all yeah. felt like sand. I knew I was going to call it the inner ring anyway. Like right. I knew it backwards forwards. And normally, for in a traditional like pro wrestling, it's like, okay, we call it a ring. I don't like planning move for move but also i was under the impression this was for both of us this was our one and done match yeah so yeah I'm just, because i didn't because my i didn't train you to be a pro wrestler i trained you to wrestle this match right yeah and that was the plan and that was it yeah so it, it wasn't you know it was like i'm going to teach you every move every turnbuckle every rope everything you need to know to do this match right go out of the ring yada 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 which you didn't land on your feet and it went square on your spine on the on the boards of the uh the on the, I, I got thrown out of the so this is I dealt with a wrestling audience heckler. So while we yeah. were out there wrestling, it's there was right? one guy in the audience that just yelled boring, like throughout the match. I don't know if you heard it. Nah. You probably don't. You had so many matches, you don't even particularly remember this one, probably. Nah. But 
I heard it and it bothered me. Yeah. And then I was like, this guy's saying yeah. boring. Yeah. And there's a part in the match when you go to throw me outside of the ring. Yeah. And I'm like, I'll show him boring. I won't put my feet down to break my fall. You taught him a lesson. Yeah. I th- yeah. I'll, I'll show you boring. Yeah. And I just like fell on my back on a basketball court falling out of the ring. And you hear the sound on the YouTube video. Right. It goes out of the camera, out of the screen. And you just hear <laughs> this weird thud. But you knew because the people reacted. And you, you oh, yeah. And then I, I just went, oh, no. Like, it hurt yeah. so bad. And I had a lump on the side of my lower back for the next month. For sure, yeah. Yeah, it hurt so bad. And, uh, yeah, I just remember being hungover. I remember we. I looked at you across the ring, and I swear the whole room did a quarter turn. And I was like, <laughs> oh, no. And then you gave me the first body slam and yeah. I tucked up too much and your finger poked me in the eye. Yeah, really? And ah, so I was supposed to like say, oh, my back hurts. I have yeah. to like sell my back to yeah. go in the corner. You but don't I was, say that out loud. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I thought I was. What a terrible pro wrestler. Yeah. Like, just so they know. <laughs> but I was fixing my contact lens. Ah, so if right. you watch the video, I get body slammed and I go into the corner. And I'm like fixing my contact ah. lens because I can't see. And just, you know, it was, it was I, fun stuff. I knocked the, I slapped the mouthpiece, the mouth guard out of your, your face. Yes. Which was hilarious. And my, but my favorite part though was the chops because, because I was the bad guy. So I wanted you to get the last chop. Yeah. So we were trading the chops, which is now is an overdone thing nowadays. It was 2008. It wasn't as much of a crime. It was kind yeah, it was kind of innovative but, at that time. But I wanted you to get the, the better of it. You would get the last chop and I would, I'd, I'd rake your eyes. So at yeah. least as a bad guy, I'm still, I'm still cheating after you get the better of me. But I know that you know. Every time I chop you, you have to chop me back. Yeah. And it was going to be like one, two, one, two. Yeah. And it was more like four, five, like five, six, <laughs> because I knew like, oh, this is hilarious because no matter how many times I hit him, he has to hit me back and he knows he has to take the last one yes. before I rake the eyes. So I'm like, how can we drag this out? How many times can we just completely obliterate each other? Um, <laughs> I think I lost half a nipple. I know you did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah so my, my, I had a little fun. It was a good time. Yeah. We had a, a jolly good romp. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, pro wrestling, you have the great story where Luna Vachon bit a chunk of your skin off your back yeah. and ate it. Yeah, I think she, well, we don't know where, I think she ate it. I mean, I'm, it I think the story is better if we think she ate yeah, it. She ate it. <laughs> yeah, she ate it. So you show up that day. Luna Vachon, by the way, I grew up watching, uh, manager of Bam Bam Bigelow when I watched yes. in WWF, uh, daughter of Mad Dog Vachon, I believe, or niece or something. Honestly, I forget which one. But she, somehow related to Butcher. an older yeah. rest, couple of older wrestlers. Yeah. Shaved head, rock and roll looking, terrifying looking yeah. woman, growly well, voice, mohawk, blonde head, mohawk, the, shaved head, scary, painted on, yeah. And um, so you show up as a twenty-something year old. How old are you? Twenty-two. Pre- I graduated college like like two weeks before. Yeah. So twenty-two year old, you show up to the show and you find out you're wrestling Luna Vachon. Is it wasn't yes. it two of you against her? Yes, it was myself and another guy named Kevin the Behemoth. He was about one hundred sixty pounds. Kevin the Behemoth. Irony. Yeah. <laughs> So it was the two of us versus this 42-year-old woman. <laughs> well, now I'm older then. Goddamn. That's um, all right. Uh, yeah, not even think about that. But um, the time has passed. So, yeah, no, we find out we're wrestling Luna Vachon. And yeah. it's like a big deal. But the funny thing is we didn't really. We, we should have been excited. We really weren't. Uh, yeah, we didn't yeah. know what we were going to do with her. And we knew if we screwed anything up, it was going to be a, a, an incident. Right. With the way things were wrestling uh, for, for that company at the time, like we, 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 we know if we make any mistakes, we're never going to hear the end of it. 
this, you, is, this is a death trap. It's it's better for us in our minds. It's better political if we wrestle each other and no one and no one in the back is going to watch anyway. So right, but now they're going to really watch. Good. And what if it gets weird? What if things go wrong? What if something goes wrong? What uh, did you get a chance to chat with her before the match? Yeah, and was yeah. she cool? She was cool and pleasant with us, but at the same time, she wasn't too eager to talk too much with us, which we weren't surprised about. Okay. We knew she was going to be like obviously an old time recalled in a ring type of thing. We knew we, but she also knew we were we were we were green as grass. So we were green as a greener than a pepper tree at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as is, so greener than your Bob Squad shirt, which you can get at the link tree. Never mind. <laughs> no, no. I'm uh, and shit. stop it. No, sorry. And. Uh, <laughs> So she knew that, that okay, let me talk to them. I'll tell them to finish and yada, yada, yada. And okay, that was good enough. And I think another female referee was going to like run in and together her and Luna were going to clothesline us and kick us in the groin because mm -hmm. we're dudes or something and I don't know, whatever. And something of that nature. But things didn't work out well. Um, it's a shame because there's been like a, a like a, a Vice TV like Dark Side of the Ring. Yeah, if you want to learn about Miss Vashon, there's the a, there's is, stuff out there. So she yeah, so she wasn't she wasn't in, in a good physical condition to be doing this or mental condition. No, no, it wasn't. Yeah. She was not in the right state of mind to be wrestling this match. And I hate to speak ill because she's she's passed away since then, but it wasn't good. Um, and we knew it, and I knew it too. And I think that's what I think what angered me. I, th I felt there was some denial on some other people's parts when. When I know that day, how many wrestlers are ribbing me like, yeah, she's in a state of mind. You're going to have a good time. Like they. Oh, they were. They, there so were everyone few, knew. I don't know about everyone, but there were a few who knew. And I think pretended they didn't know after the fact. I right. think, you know, they they all got their versions of the story. I would find out when that stupid documentary aired like a year and a half ago. Right. I would, I would, I would, suddenly I'm getting messages now. But when did the match like turn and then where she. I'll, I'll tell you. Yeah. So we do this move. That I can't believe that Kevin the Behemoth suggested, and I can't believe she went for it. <laughs> where Kevin um, the we go to double clothesliner, we join hands like a do si do, and she ducks it, and I go to kick her, and she catches my foot. Mm -hmm. I get an insiguri, I guess they, they the kids call it. And with the, my my planted foot, I try to swing around and kick her in the head, but she ducks, and I mm -hmm. kick my partner instead. Oh, okay. And I remember thinking, no way in hell is this happening, and it happened. And like, perfect. I can't believe this spot worked. This match can end right now. It was the first thing we did. And of course, after I kicked my partner accidentally, I look at my partner, you know, oh, I can't believe I did that. I am an unintelligent human being. And then I would turn around and she'd give me the clothesline and him then give him the clothesline and right. punch me. We'd feed her, yada, yada, yada. Feed four, I'm sorry. And she'd hit us with a thing. and hit, yeah. So I'm waiting for that clothesline and she looks at me and I'm like, I'm waiting for the line. That's this is that that part was her her yeah. call. So I'm like, okay, and she's looking at me, and she's not saying right. I, I don't know. Is she blanking? Is she having a moment? She's just staring at. She's you. staring at me, and I'm waiting for that line. I'm like, hey, I can't. And then she just freaks out, and she goes like, "Son of a bitch" or something. And she's got these long. I should have mentioned an inch and a half fingernails, and suddenly those fingernails they're in my eyes. Oh they're my in my God. mouth. They're in my nose, and it's like, and she's know, trying to hurt you. Oh, yeah, she's getting in there. She's in my gums. She's scratching. She's, you know, she's, you know how like when a cartoon get, gets his his face slammed on a barbecue grill? Yes. And then he comes up and it's just like this, like he, his face is just a hashtag now? Yeah. Like that's what that's I what, was. Wow. Yeah, I was just grabbed. So, you know, I had put my hands up and blocked. I'm just hoping she just throws punches or whatever. And there were a few more moves in a match. I don't remember anything else about it. It didn't really go well. But then there was one time where 
Behemoth, he's supposed to, he go, uh, she comes at him with the double axe handle because she wants to be cut off. Yeah. And he's supposed to kick her in the gut, but he doesn't really know that. Oh. I knew that. Like I, and I barely knew that at yeah. my, my stage of the game, but he didn't know that. So he didn't. And yeah, and she was getting mad. And because now she's not getting axe handles, so she has to actually axe handle him. And then he tags me and we start going home. And I'm like, this isn't good. So I go to shoot her out of the corner. We're going home. And she doesn't let me. She pulls on a rope. She won't let me shoot her out of the corner. Yeah. And I knew, oh, okay. She's, she wants me to hit her with something so she can be weakened and sell going out of the corner. Okay. So I'm like, oh, I give her like a forearm to the back. And in, in my, and I'm 22, so I think 42 is ancient. <laughs> I, you know what I mean? As in, as I, and I know you don't want to hurt her because that's I'm in trouble Yeah. at the same time. So I give her like a little club on the back and I pull her and she won't go. I'm hoping she just tells me what to do. Right. And she's just snarling and in character. And her voice is very gravelly as it is. And she's just, she's not, she's just in character, but two inches from my face. <laughs> you know, makes no, I'm like, that's not good. That's a bad sign. So I pull her a second time. And it's like, it's like the three bears in a porridge story. It's always rule of three. This is how yes. these things happen. Second time, she won't go. And I hit her just a little more. Mm -hmm. And then she, because now she, I know in the older time, timing mentality, hit me, give me something to sell, hit me a bit. Yeah. Let the people see it. So second time won't go. And I'm like, well, she really wants me to hit her because she, why else won't she go out of the corner? She wants me. So I clubbed her with a, still a safe forearm up in the upper back, you know, and I'm but sure. harder. And I wasn't that much of, I was a heavier hitter later when I wrestled for the San Diego's right. guys, San Diego guys. You know, I was, I'm sure I was still hitting too light, but I hit her in a much, much harder forearm the third time. Just like, please, what is good enough to get you out of the corner <laughs> so we can go home and this can be over and I'll get made fun of for a day and then we can move on forever. <laughs> that's what I wanted because that's how I knew where this was going. And that third time I hit her and she goes, she goes, son of a bitch. And here come the flying Again. fingers. Yeah. Second time. So being the, the, the uh, college graduate that I had re recently become two weeks earlier, I using my noodle, a terrible idea. I swatted her away and I turned my back to her and now she's choking me. Like she's riding my back, she, piggyback. She's choking me. Wow. And I know her then husband at the time, Gangrel, famous WWF wrestler. Yeah. He's, he's in up in a, up in a balcony. He's watching the whole thing and he's, he's a super sweet, nice guy, but I didn't know that yet. Yeah. And he's watching that. And I hear, you know, her whisper in my ear, tap, tap her all kill you whoa is what she said and, and this isn't for the she, audience no, no, this no, no, is no. for this you is, this is from here to here <laughs> and i feel something dripping down my back and i figure she drooled or spit or threw up or something yeah something dripping down my back. and i knew one of two things i'll F kill you is she's gonna kill me or can or the giant vampire husband will then I'm one or the other I'm yeah like, well it doesn't really matter one way or another this isn't gonna go well uh so i just went down and the referee to his uh, chagrin i i put my hand way out long so everyone can see it so i didn't want him screwing me and saying the match is still going on i put my hand way out long and just did a big exaggerated tap yeah so because i knew then enough like i want these 22 people to, in the audience to see <laughs> there's only 22 i don't know how many it was probably something like it wasn't we weren't breaking 50 so you know um so yeah, I, I made sure that the sh he saw it. So that I was I'm like, yep, you got to call it. And knowing that he knew that wasn't a finish and he's like, right. this is not going to be good. I'm like, you bet. Well, it's over. Yeah. And I left through the crowd. Oh, and, you didn't uh, even go through the. No, no, wow. No, I went through the locker room. I mean, it was a big hullabaloo and yada, yada, yada. But I'll fast forward to two days later. Uh, I had to go to the hospital. Well, uh, that night I had to go to the hospital, get a tetanus. 
Uh, <laughs> and you yeah. had to explain to a doctor that a woman bit a chunk of your back. So I had to explain to a doctor who um is a is a guy like like Indian, thick Indian accent, and yeah. clearly not a pro. I had to explain to him what pro wrestling was <laughs> and how I got this wrestling this woman whose real name I don't know, and why there were families watching this fight, and why she bit me, and what yeah I had a lot of explaining to do, and it didn't work. And finally, I don't I don't remember how that ended, but two days later we had the Samoan picnic in Allentown. It's got the pig and the roast and the apple and the whole thing. And she does the apologies be and everyone her mother is coming up to me telling me what I did wrong. And I think Afi even said after after the fact it's like the problem is you try to wrestle her, she's brawling, punch kick. And you tried to because I was doing front face locks and stuff. Oh, okay. I, could, I had told her I had one thing I asked her, can, can you backdrop me? I take a good backdrop. You want to yeah. And she said, No, my knees don't do that. Okay. We'll just brawl. I'm like, okay, cool. You know? Um, but I didn't know what else to do, like, because I couldn't risk hurting Luna Vachon. Right. I didn't know yet you probably can't hurt Luna Vachon if you yeah. try. If I tried, I couldn't. But I didn't know that. Yeah. Again, I'm 22, so I think 42 is a grandma. I'm not like, only okay. are you... Uh, She's tough as nails, but tough, I Of course tough as nails, but not only are you wrestling a wrestling legend and yeah. you're new, so yeah. you want to be respectful. Right. But on top of that, you're wrestling uh, an older woman. A woman twice my age. A woman twice your age, yeah. so you're you're like just trying to not yeah. mess up yeah. and not hurt so and I'm, get out of this. I'm slapping that hammer lock on and cranking like, I, I'm just, yeah, I'm just trying to like, let's yeah. not have a bad incident, LOL. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, she gives the performative apology, which is really for the show and the the boys, the yeah. wrestlers, and everything else. And I'm so sorry. I just wanted to make the match good for pops, which is off as pops. I want to make the match good for pops, and everyone's like, oh, "Okay, this is great." I'm like, "Oh, thank you." No, I should. I played nice. And Gangrel comes up to me after her giant husband, giant vampire husband, with the teeth <laughs> in and everything else. And he comes up to me and he says, "Hey, man, I just want to let you know something. I saw that match, and I think he's he's going to say something menacing and threatening, and I'm a yeah. little nervous." But again, he he was super friendly, so I was like, "Okay." And there's people around, so I'm like, yeah. He goes, I just want you to know, if that ever happens again while you're wrestling my wife, I want you to punch her in the face as hard as you can, because <laughs> <laughs> that was ridiculous. And I was like, "Okay." And I think he was being nice too. He was being before. He isn't really, you know. But he was a sweet. He was a sweet, sweet guy. It's and, not. Uh, it's not. Um, it's not, uh, it's not every day that someone's husband will go, Hey, if my wife gets out of line with you like that again at work, feel free to just haul yeah, off and yeah. hit her in the face. Yeah, you know, he was, <laughs> I'm sure he was joking. Yeah, no, but I think he was messing around. Yeah, he, especially, was, he was trying to make me smile yeah, because of the whole right. thing. And then we, we ate a, a dead pig. Then you ate a dead pig. <laughs> Apple in a mouth and all. I love it. I love it. Um, well, that, how long have we been going? Oh, that's oh, yeah. a great episode right there. I think that's a good place to end. Bob, tell the good people where they can find you on the social medias and all that the good stuff. The best thing to do is use the Instagram. It's a popular social media video and photograph sharing platform. I mean, you know, you heard about this? You read about this? Yes, I have. Okay. And uh, it's uh, at Bob Hansen Jokes, my link tree. You can get your own shirt. You can pick your color. You can join the Bob Squad. You know, I'll tell you something about the Bob Squad, Daddy. What's that? It's not what we do. It's what we don't do. Oh. And you know what we don't do? Stop rocking. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we never stop rocking, Daddy. Don't the stop The one rocking, and only man. Bob Hansen. Give him a follow. Uh, check him out on YouTube on all the social medias. Thank you so much for being on this episode. Love you, thank bud. You. And thank you all for listening, downloading, sharing, subscribing, doing whatever you do to watch us. Cheers, everybody. I don't know what this move was, but I already did it. Trekking heavier, traveling light. There's one thing that's right wherever I go. That's where I